What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to episode number 27 of the Review Point Podcast, coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host, Tony Mango, and joining me on the panel tonight is Caroline Oliveira. Hello. And Sean Walker. I feel like I did this before. Yes, I kind of feel a little bit of deja vu from yesterday when we apparently got a messed up recording when we did our review. (laughs) (laughs) So, if there's anything that we kind of skip over, then... Uh, chalk it up to that a little bit. We apologize. I had a messed up Skype thing with that, and we might forget that we had already talked about something and think that we said it tonight or whatever, but if you uh, wanted to hear our opinions about anything that we don't bring up, leave them in the comments below, and we'll try to respond to them, and hopefully we'll try to sound as excited as when we were originally talking about this the first (laughs) time around, but... You know, maybe actually in that time frame, maybe our opinions have changed a little bit. And maybe we've thought a little bit more about some of the things that we were talking about and the different ideas we brought up the last time to each other and whatnot. I know that I've kind of turned ahead a little bit since I've watched the movie in certain different ways. So, uh, you know, it kind of reflects different things. And now we actually have some more information about some like box office scores and all that other kind of stuff, too. And what is this all about? Well, I should probably tell you guys. It's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. The movie is very divisive, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that there are going to be spoilers for this. So if you've not seen the movie yet, and you don't want to know what happens in the film, the first thing you have to do is not watch any of the trailers. The second thing is you have to make sure that you bookmark this, watch the movie, come back a little bit later, and check it out. But if you don't mind that it's spoiled, and maybe this is the kind of thing that will convince you whether or not you should see the movie then feel free to listen to it and, you know, just uh, don't complain later on and say that we didn't tell you what was happening or anything like that. But you guys are cool, right? You're not going to do that? I thought so. So, as I mentioned before, this movie is very divisive and it's just all over the place as far as the critic scores and the audience uh, recipitation to it. First thing I should mention is just how Rotten Tomatoes ranks this. Right now... On uh, the 27th of March, the tomato meter score for this is 29%. So it's a rotten movie, according to the critics. And the audience score is 73%. So that's certified fresh when it comes to that. We have this big, like, you love it or hate it thing going on. And... We're going to address those points of what a lot of people, what their criticism is and stuff, but what do you think about this? Sean, I'm going to start off with you. Why is this movie so, like, polarizing? I don't know. I think critics are just hating it for the sake of hating it, just because it's not a Marvel film. That's my logic behind it. But I can see why people love this film. I can see why people... Me dislike this film. Caroline, me, already... I'm nope. on the loving camp, you know. Especially when Spider Man showed up and like the end credit scene. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that was a good scene. Under ruse. <laughs> Batman's like, we don't wear them anymore. Look at Superman's suit. He doesn't have <laughs> Caroline, what do you think about this? Why is this a movie that people are just flat out loving or flat out hating? I mean, it's not a perfect movie. It's not bad. But it's definitely, it has flaws. So I think that people that are hating it are focusing on the flaws more than anything else. Um, I also don't think the critics are 
fans in general. I think that they just go for the value of, oh, you know, is this a blockbuster? Does this compare to the Marvel movies? Uh, or maybe Marvel is like buying their opinion. Like, who knows? <laughs> they do have enough uh, money. Shit. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Um, I am. I think that uh, it has flaws. I feel like it depends on like what your your head is at. If you just want to focus on the flaws, you're gonna think it's a shitty movie. But if you're gonna go with the mindset of like, you know, I've been waiting for this movie for a while. I want to have fun. I want to see what they bring to the table. I want to see Ben Affleck, be, Ben Affleck being Batman. Then you're gonna probably have a good time. A lot of people seem to be complaining about the tone of the movie and saying that it's too dark. And it's like, well, part of me kind of agrees. But part of me also goes, shit, what did you expect this movie to be? It's the follow-up for Man of Steel, which everybody complained is too dark. And I agree to a certain extent with Man of Steel, which I have a lot of problems with Man of Steel. Go back and check out that Fanboys Fix It article that I posted if you haven't already for anybody listening that wants to know what I think is wrong about that movie. Lots of things. I'm not going to go into detail about that because that would take up an hour on its own. But when people are thinking that that's going to be a follow-up to that, did they expect it to be like you know Batman and Superman farting out rainbows? <laughs> it's like Batman's a darker villain than Super. Uh, Batman's a darker villain, a darker superhero than Superman is. And if Superman was dark, then of course this was going to be dark. And it, actually, I think in a lot of ways it wasn't as dark as Man of Steel was because they kind of. Like, of course, they were going to take it into certain ways. You can't show a little kid's parents getting shot and not think that it's at least a little dark. But they could have made Superman darker, and they made him the lighter side. And uh, that's a criticism that I think is just a carryover from the last movie, like that they wanted to bitch about that a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I mean, why do you... I Okay. Nobody can say that uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman uh, trilogy was made of light movies. They were all dark. Like, Mm. we all know that Batman's a dark character, like you said. Like, it makes sense. Also, we have to understand that this is is an older Batman. There are things going on in... Gotham, like what's going on in Metropolis, like it's 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 almost like the movie's reflective of the dark times we live now. Like we seen the movie, like Lois Lane's in the desert, like she's trying to talk to terrorists, like that's like some dark shit. Like what do you expect? Do you want the movie to be like super light and fluffy? I don't get it. I think that that's like a very weird thing to criticize in that movie. Yeah, because like if we started having Batman make quips all the time and stuff, it would feel like Batman and Robin. Oh, God. If you want to light a Superman, watch uh, Superman Returns. Yeah, and then be bored out of your skull. (laughs) 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 But, like, that's a criticism I keep hearing from people, and I I think that's just unfounded in a lot of ways. Yeah, it could be a little bit lighter. Marvel's shown us that they can do these movies where they're serious, but they are still kind of fun but i think that the biggest criticism seems to be the pacing of the movie and the editing and now that there's like this there was a a good reaction from a lot of people right off the bat they were like they tried to cram in too much and now that an, an extra day or so has gone by i'm seeing more people that are watching the movie and they're going i don't see what everybody's talking about with this being boring and whatever i had a lot of fun and it's like all right so it's 
you know, hit or miss to each his own. You either found the movie to be fun and entertaining or you found it to be boring. I was of the camp that found this to be an entertaining movie. And there there was a couple parts. I mean, we can nitpick a lot of things. And there's problems with the movie. It's not perfect, like Caroline said. But there, for the most part, this movie, I thought, had better pacing than a lot of people are complaining about. And the editing could be tighter. We'll talk about that a little bit. But you have a two-and-a-half-hour movie. The other movies that we've seen, a lot of them have been, like, roughly around that time. We had a lot of action in this. So yeah. what's the big deal? Like, uh... Sean, what do you think about the whole, was it boring or was it good enough action? Like, how do you fall on that spectrum? I thought the pacing for this film was perfect for my liking because I've got a short attention span. Like, right now, I'm listening to Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. But, you know, the pace, the pa- like I said, the pace of this film for me was perfect. From the beginning, setting up the whole story of Batman and Superman. Like, it just flowed. And then the story with Wonder Woman, that flowed. Lex Luthor's story. Lex Luthor's story, that flowed. It it just, for me, it was just a nice flowing pace. Like, there was plenty of action. You know, it was a nice story build. And then you had 30 minutes of action. What more do you want? What did you think about that, Caroline? Were you bored at any point? There were moments where I was just kind of like, okay, this is... An, and you guys are going to hear my dog, and I try to make her quiet as much as possible. She's, like, not close to me, but she's snoring up a storm. So I apologize. She was bored in the movie? No, she... she you know, Bonnie's... She she has a very exquisite taste. It's hard to please her. She wanted crypto to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. The ace. Let me focus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep naming dogs. No, <laughs> that's my group tonight. <laughs> um, I see. I even lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, there were parts, there were moments where I was just like, "This is unnecessary." Like the whole, and I feel like we already talked about this, but then I like, remember it was yesterday. But <laughs> the whole like bullet situation that was kind of like unnecessary. It wasn't so much the pacing for me was that there were things that shouldn't have been there or maybe didn't need all of that screen time. Um, so I feel like the editing could have been a lot tighter. Um, they could have used the time that they had to focus on other things that were more interesting. Like I felt like Wonder Woman is such a cool character, but she wasn't really used that well in this movie. Maybe if we focus more on her instead of like the stupid bullet situation or even like the weird like back and forth between uh, Lex Luthor and um, Finch. So um, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I kind of had issues with the pacing, I guess, but it was mostly unnecessary shit. This movie reminds me a lot of Iron Man 2. Because a lot of people are complaining, and I'm hearing completely unfounded things where they're saying Fantastic Four was better, X-Men 3 was better, and it's just like, give me a fucking break. You're having this gut reaction to this, and you're going, this movie fucking sucks, and I'd rather watch Superman 4, and you're like, okay, go try to watch Superman 4, (laughs) and then see if you're actually going to back up your own opinion about that. 
there's no way, even if you don't like Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, there's no way that anybody can fundamentally say that Fantastic Four was a better movie than this one. So, yeah, if you have issues with it, I I say think back to Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 was a huge step down from Iron Man. And a lot of people have the same criticisms about that movie as they did with this one, where they thought they were trying to cram too much in there and they were trying to kind of like set up a, a couple plot elements that didn't go anywhere. And, the you know, another situation where the villain was kind of like, why is he acting that way? And that's kind of a dumb interpretation. Like we've got twitchy Lex Luthor with this one. We have uh, whiplash with the whole, where's my board? <laughs> so... The issue with Iron Man 2 and the same thing with this one, I think that they kind of threw themselves on the blade and they kind of made sure that they were cramming a lot in there, sacrificing what could have been a better movie because they needed to set up future films. Like Without Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, Justice League wouldn't work. It still might not. I mean, it still might be a shitty movie. But now we've gotten to a point where with Man of Steel, we only had Superman at least a little bit set up. He still wasn't acting quite like Superman. We didn't have any references to any of the other heroes or anything. This movie, we've got... We know who our Batman is. We know what Superman's up to. He's acting more like Superman than he ever was in Man of Steel. We've got Wonder Woman, The Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman... Uh, we know the villain that's most likely going to pop up in at least maybe part two, if not part one. We know Lex Luthor is looking into the whole metahuman thing. We know that the government's interested in that. We know Kryptonite exists. We know, like, we know so much information now. And if we didn't have this movie, we wouldn't have any of that. And then if they would have just won right into Justice League, everyone would have been, everyone would have been like, well, who the hell is this? And what's this person doing? Whatever. And I think people need to take that into account and kind of maybe give them a little bit more credit. Like, if you were going to cram all this into the movie, how would you do it, you know? Not perfect, of course. We'll talk about the issues that we have. But I kind of wanted just to start off like that as just a means to address all the people that are really, really hating this movie and just go, hold on a second, don't have that gut reaction to it. And if you don't like parts of it, you're going to be following along with what we have to say because I'm sure a lot of people are going to agree with us about the parts that we don't like. <laughs> but speaking of all that stuff, the first thing I want to bring up that I haven't heard a single person say that they liked in this movie is The Flash. Uh. Now, I know you think that Ezra Miller's hot, but you have to admit <laughs> that beard is stupid as hell, isn't it? Yeah. No, oh, it's so unfortunate. Like, I think he's really, really hot. Like, I don't know what happened in this movie, though. I don't know if it was the camera angle. I don't know if he was just, like, having a bad day. But he just looks wrong. Like, he does not look like the hot chunk of meat that I love <laughs> and adore. And, Sean, on your side, you're still annoyed that they haven't put Grant Gustin in the role, right? Hell, yeah. It's like... I I understand if it was like Wally West or Bar Allen, but because we've already got Barry Allen on TV, there's no need to go back 
to do his story for it. You know, his origin story. There's just no need for it. No need. Well, I will admit, I like that they had him come back through time. I thought that was a nice little touch. Because that sets up the Flash movie a little bit. Like, Flash is one of the few characters that we can jump into with a movie and start doing time travel stuff, and I'm okay with it. It'd be weird if they were like, Green Lantern's been Green Lantern all this time. Or, uh, Cyborg's been operating a Cyborg for two years. It's just like, who the fuck is Cyborg, you know? We'll talk about him in a minute. But with the Flash, I like that whole look into the future. And a lot of people are nitpicking about this, and they're saying that, Batman has no like ability to see the parademons and why is he looking into the future and seeing dark side and whatever. I didn't take it that way. I thought that he was having normal dreams throughout the whole movie, except that one time he actually looked into the time stream and he was looking into what he saw that the flash was coming from, which maybe it's dark side. Maybe it isn't. I mean, they are, they did kind of hint a little bit towards injustice, but I'm assuming it's dark side. If that's the future that we're going to, you guys interested in seeing Darkseid be the end-all, be-all of, like, uh, well, Flash comes back and he's like, you know, you got to make sure that Lois is, like, the key to everything so you guys don't, you know. I'm assuming if, if Superman is, like, turning bad, then you're all fucking doomed. <laughs> 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 so is that what you guys want to see for Justice League Part 1 and Part 2, Darkseid to be, you know, the, the big bad of it all? Or would you rather see something like Brainiac or... Uh, I don't know, Starro. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the New 52, the the Justice League got together to fight Darkseid, which I will be down for, because I want to see Darkseid on the big screen. Though, he's going to have similar abilities to fucking this Doomsday character. Yeah, which, kind of. Which I might be okay with. You know, because I like Darkseid's laser vision. I think that's pretty cool. Pretty neat. I would like to see them pull that off. Caroline, are you familiar with Darkseid? I know you don't usually read the comics all that much and stuff, but maybe came through some cursory knowledge of them or anything. No. (laughs) (laughs) On the Marvel side, do you know much about Thanos? No. (laughs) Well, they're, they're pretty much in the same boat a lot like they're based off each other in a way and when you see that this is building towards infinity war with thanos and you've got this like bulky kind of cracked face sort of dude who seems like you know this big muscular uh, i'll do it myself and i'll fucking kill everybody type of thing that's basically what dark side's gonna end up being oh okay i mean i'm not mad at that I think that it's all going to come down to how they use it on the screen and how they, because I'm very big on creature, like creature concepts and how they end up designing the characters. So I feel like it could either be something really, really cool. And it feels that it's, you know, related to the comics and fans are not going to be pissed. But at the same time, I definitely want to see something that looks fresh and something that looks like he belongs to like this air, you know what I mean? If that makes any sense. So I feel like the idea of it, like I'm cool with it, I'm down with it, but I I wonder how they're gonna show that on screen. Now, if you're talking about the look of something, 
why the fuck does the Flash have armor on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's just so wrong, and that makes me so sad. He's a homeless dude in armor. It's he's so... A, he's, a, he, he's, a, he's the dude jacking off next to CBS. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, holding a brown bag. Isn't that, like, the scene in the movie, too? Isn't he? Like, the, <laughs> exactly. The security footage, which is, like... <laughs> Out of all the things to do, it was, I was expecting there to be a quick, like, red streak or something. And it was like, let's look at the security footage of him buying fucking milk. And it was like, god damn it. What the hell? <laughs> I can do something cool, not just, you know, oh, I'm yeah, picking up something at Wawa. And then... <laughs> but you probably really were a fan of the Aquaman. Oh, cameo. yes. Hello. Oh, my God. I was not upset at that sequence at all. He's so hot. Those tattoos, like the like the little scar on his eyebrow. Oh my god! Like <laughs> if you're a lady or some dudes, no hate. You yeah, say sure. that you don't want to lick that scar on his eyebrow. There was something really wrong with you. Like he's so hot. <gasps> <laughs> Sean, how hot is Aquaman? Huh? <laughs> He is stone cold hot, mate. He makes me wet. Wasn't <laughs> oh, that the point of Aquaman? <laughs> He's got an ocean. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! It does smell a little fishy, though. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a little awkward that he was like staring at a camera and kind of backed up to the spirit with a trident. No, I thought it was a bit weird. It was trauma. But it is funny. We've got him using a spear, basically, and Roman Reigns uses a spear as a finisher. They look alike. They're both hot. Oh my god! I need to write a fanfic on those two together. <laughs> Aquaman and uh... yes, that was the best idea. <laughs> now I'm curious about Cyborg. They filmed a football scene, which was the first thing that they actually said that they were filming for the movie, but we didn't see it in the movie because, you know, I mean, the movie was already kind of bloated. A lot of people saw it. I'm assuming the football scene was taking place during the Battle of Metropolis, and that's where uh, Vic Stone gets all fucked up and becomes RoboCop. But they show a little box, and that's what turns him into Cyborg when Miles Dyson you know, creates another fucking Cyborg. <laughs> but is that confirmation that that's the mother box, Sean? I'd assume so. Because that kind of implies that if there's a mother box there, then Darkseid's already been on Earth. Already been on Earth. Yeah, I think I think that was also hinted at with uh with Mister Luther. Yeah, because Lex is talking about that he's coming, and now that Superman's well, spoiler alert if you haven't figured it out already, Superman's dead. That that's like. You know, that means that the he's champion's fallen weaken. and he's going to come wreak havoc. Yeah. Which, at that point, you're thinking, if he knows that, why the fuck would he want to kill Superman to begin with? Right. Because Lex is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, he's a chaotic evil. And he just wants to watch the world burn. He's Joker. <laughs> you know what, though? Actually, maybe there's a justification behind this. Maybe the reason why he created Doomsday wasn't necessarily just to kill Clark. Maybe it was also to be like that backup plan for Darkseid. 
and now Doomsday's dead, and Superman's dead, and he's like, you fucked everything up. Darkseid's gonna kill us. Or, I mean, he's so arrogant and crazy that he probably thinks that he somehow could not control, but, like, have some sort of pact to him. I don't know. He's out there. I mean, at least the way he's portrayed in the movie, like, he's completely out of his mind. That's actually one of my issues. He is too finicky. <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he's like he's like if Drew were Lex Luthor. He's <laughs> like that. No, seriously, uh, Superman. <laughs> oh, for you. Ah, way to ruin the film for me. <laughs> now you're only going to see Drew the horse. <laughs> oh. He's like I don't like Kryptonians and pretzel sprouts. <laughs> come on, guys! Come on, guys! Kry- Kry- Kryptonians. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> His phone keeps going off all the time. <laughs> but you actually liked Lex more than you thought you would, right, Sean? Uh, yes. Um, it's no well, it's no shocker that I hated like Lex Luthor going into this. Like, I was like, wasn't his biggest fan going into it, and I honestly thought he was gonna flop. But Jesse's performance for me turned it around. Like. From the trailers, like he was just god awful. But his back and forth with Finch, his back and forth with Clark. Hell, even the scene with him, him and Lewis was pretty, pretty good. I enjoyed it. You know, it's a shame that he didn't lose his head because of the kryptonite. Yeah, that was stupid that he shaves his head. Yeah, like, dude, they could just grow back. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the headlights issue yeah, in prison, right? Yeah, lights is a problem in prison, you know. <laughs> like, it's not the second time. Is it the, like, the second time that he had to shave his head bald because of prison? Mm. I think did he did shave his head? In, he didn't shave his head in the original Gene Hackman. That was wearing a wig. I think they did it for The Adventures of Lewis and Clark. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, it might be that. I don't remember that one all that well. Because that dude did have hair, I know that. Yeah. Because they just, they always want Lex Luthor to have hair. And it's like, if the people playing the character don't want to shave their heads for it, put a fucking bald cap on. Yeah, there are ways of doing it. I mean, come on. And if you want to go even further, grow a couple inches and be bulkier, goddammit. Because Jesse Eisenberg (laughs) does not look like Lex Luthor. (laughs) I buy into him being Alexander Luthor, though. Yeah. You know, if they're going to go with that interpretation, I'm more willing to take it, but he still was twitchy as all hell, and I, he was so close to being perfect. That's the thing that bugs me, is, like, if you had somebody play the the evil, manipulative side that he put out in this, which that part was good, and you just get rid of the twitchiness, and you make him look like somebody who actually feels like he is the the top specimen because that's part of luther's character is that he thinks that he's like a god amongst men oh this little jesse eisenberg dude i'm probably taller than him (laughs) i'm not a fucking god hey nothing wrong with that napoleon was really short and he thought he was a god too yeah but we make fun of him now (laughs) there's birds named after napoleon (laughs) there's a dessert named after napoleon it's delicious and it's better than Napoleon ever was. <laughs> <laughs> if we get the Lex Luthor cake, maybe I'll forgive him. Um, yes. 
<laughs> I was a little disappointed in Luther though, especially because it's like we know that this is the Lex we're getting going forward, and he's not gonna be any more imposing. You know what it is? I think that it's kind of in to have villains that have some sort of tick. Because if you remember Heath Ledger on um, The Dark Knight? Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly. He had the, that weird thing with his mouth that he kept like, lipping, like licking his lips and like doing his weird thing with his tongue all the time. That was like a nervous tick almost. But not nervous because he wasn't nervous. He was psychotic. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like he had a tick. So I feel like they try to do the same thing with Lex, like oh, give him some sort of like quirkiness because he's still like, uh, he's he's a kid, but he's brilliant and he's evil. But just give him something quirky to do. I don't know. Like it was just bizarre. Like he still reminded me a lot of Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. I don't know if it was the hair. I don't know if it was like the weird like. I kind of, I almost thought that he was going to, like, start, like, flapping his arms at the end. you like, I'm Batman. I'm the Batman. <laughs> Perhaps in the sequel, that, because he's in jail, they'll give him some ADHD meds. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, balances him out. Aww. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, the callback a joke that we made the last time around, I'm just going to give you credit for it again. Caroline brought it up the last time that maybe if he does need to bulk out, Prison's the best place for him. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Yeah, he can meet up with Kingpin, and they can figure <laughs> out how to get a weight regiment going. <laughs> Odd fact about the Joker thing, though: the he kept licking his lips because it was that prosthetic. Right. It was just like a natural thing for him to do that. Like that originally wasn't part of the character. He just sort of started doing it. Was like, oh, that kind of works. So maybe there actually is something to this lice thing. <laughs> Maybe he was all twitchy because he had lice and <laughs> he had lice the whole entire time. He had lice. That could that be it because so they, they shave his head at the end of the movie and he's not twitching in that scene. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg just got saved from like so much like I don't know like bed bugs or whatever from that. Oh, perhaps it was all the energy drink he was drinking because they uh, they did hit on that when he was like playing basketball that like, he was mm. drinking energy drink. So perhaps that's yeah, he what was, it was like eating candy too so like he was probably in a sugar rush too well, that was awkward as fuck that scene that was, that was so, so homoerotic i was like can you guys just make up already like <laughs> i think that was like one of the only times people laughed in the theater was the, that awkward nervous laugh of like why is he feeding him jolly ranchers i gotta like, ew <laughs> and licking <laughs> his lips or sucking his fingers, not looking, yes, looking sucking at his, his lips. fingers while making eye contact. It's like, hmm, okay, now. <laughs> he's getting ready for prison. That's what's going on. <laughs> he's just like, how can I suck up to people? <laughs> it's Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doomsday, we brought it up. Overall, I, I kind of liked Doomsday. And Doomsday is sort of a situation where he's like 75% awesome and the other 25% I hated. I don't get the energy pulse thing. It looked cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what? <laughs> he's like shooting out energy that he's acting like he's cut like a nuclear body or something like that. And I'm assuming that that was just their interpretation of what it would be like to, to keep getting reincarnated or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, my doomsday's got more, of like a, a badass look to him. He's got that Hulk Hogan hair and he's got the <laughs> the green shorts and 
Now I'm okay with them not having the green shorts. He does need more spikes or uh, what did oh, you call them yesterday, Caroline? Rocks. <laughs> the rocks. Yeah. Rocks. Leave me alone. <laughs> makes sense, okay? In my head, it makes sense. I think the Doomsday's got rocks in his head at the very least. <laughs> so, Sean, what did you think about Doomsday? I, I like Doomsday. I, I just didn't like the fact that they gave him heat, heat vision. That, that kind of like pissed me off. They just wanted a cool heat vision versus heat vision moment. They were like, can we have Bizarro, but not Bizarro? Yeah. But over, overall, I liked his character design more than I liked the small but one. Alright, at the end of the day, anything's better than the fucking rubberized Power Ranger suit. Who gets tackled <laughs> and dies. Yeah. Such bullshit. Don't ever watch Smallville, anybody. If you haven't already, don't bother with the, the Doomsday shit. And if you do, just skip season 8 and season 10. You're better off playing the Force Unleashed video game to see what Doomsday does. Since he's a human male the entire time. It's the same dude. But, uh... Fucking Davis a lot dude. of people are complaining <laughs> about Doomsday, saying that he didn't live up to the character in the comics, and that they kind of, they killed him off too fast and stuff. I'm okay with it. Like, he died a cool death. I think and so, it, too. Now, I will admit, there's part of me that goes... You know, I, I if I were to be doing Doomsday in a movie, I would have rather had him be the character in Justice League that they all get together because Doomsday is like a, a force to be reckoned with unlike any other. But how do you do that in a movie and not spend $500 million or make it to where it's all just action? Like, there's no story with Doomsday. He's yeah. just a wrecking ball. Yep, comes out of the fucking ground Give and just destroys like everybody. <laughs> Okay. Maybe that's his issue. He's Miley Cyrus <laughs> needs to die just as much as Doomsday. <laughs> they portrayed him well. Then you know, what would you want? He killed Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he did in the fucking comic books. Grow a fucking pair. And they looked really cool with his rocks. The the spike hand and everything. Yeah, I like that stuff. Like he really did. I liked the way they designed his face. I thought he looked really, really cool. And he was big, but he could, like, jump slash fly everywhere. I dig. I, I honestly think that's the only reason why Wonder Woman was in this film. To so she could fight him? To fight him? Yeah, yeah, just to cut off his hand. Hmm. That was it. Which, by the way, Wonder Woman? Awesome. Yeah. Actually, when she finally revealed herself as Wonder Woman, everybody in the theater was in... was clapping and like going berserk about it which was the first the only moment in the movie that that happened granted i watched it in a kind of a ratchet theater so <laughs> that stuff happens all the time <laughs> but in this movie was like the only part that everybody went crazy and i i loved it i was like yeah everybody's coming for the girl i love it normally that happens in the movie theater that i go to all the time and i've heard a lot of people say that that happened with the wonder woman scene didn't happen for me this time I guess I went to, like, that one showing where people you were You went bitter. to the wrong show. <laughs> that's why I usually try to go to the earliest show possible, because that's, like, the people that can't wait. And I ended up doing, uh, instead of a 7 o'clock, I went to a 7.30. That probably was the difference maker. <laughs> but it was weird. Uh, we already saw that in the trailer, so that kind of killed a little bit of the buzz. Yeah. And the music was odd, that, like... No, it was cool! <laughs> oh, I like the song. Yeah. When I said at the beginning of this that I've come over and I've kind of like changed my mind about some things, one of the things is the music. 
I hated it at first. And we were making a lot of jokes that were like. In the whole movie? Yeah, like that we were just making fun of the fact that it kept going. Bah, 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 and we're like, holy fuck. Somebody needs to give lyrics to this or something. <laughs> but after listening back to it, just isolated from everything, some of the music is really good. Like the Wonder Woman theme totally doesn't fit her at all, but it's a awesome song. <laughs> but I think I haven't heard a single person complain about Wonder Woman yet. I think she surprised a lot of people. And people were bitching left and right when it came to her at first. It was like, oh, she's not bulky enough. She doesn't have big enough boobs. And she can't act because we've only seen her in a Fast and the Furious movie. And Yes, Tony. You were one of her critics, if I remember correctly. Very much so. She won you around? Totally. She was awesome. Not only was she better when the acting that I thought she was going to be and more believable with the fight scenes, but she is the best looking woman in the whole movie. Yes. Uh, Finch. <laughs> Senator Finch talks like she's got a shirt in her mouth. <laughs> oh, I just sweet felt like team. her hair was so unfortunate. It looked like a broom. Like, <laughs> they need to like, do something with those, like, those, that frizz. Like, I get, like, I don't know, like, she's from the south so maybe they were trying to imply that she's like rough and tough but that was like bad I hated her hair not tough enough to survive an explosion I guess <laughs> no. bitch which that explosion that didn't need to kill Mercy I like <laughs> no, Mercy I like, I like Mercy Mercy was fit Mercy needs a sandwich Mercy was just skin and bones my god she could be in my sandwich. Oh, ew. I can take her out for a sandwich. And if she's all skin and bones, then maybe she's uh, got some rocks like Doomsday. I could give her a bone. <laughs> uh... Worst uh, looking woman in the whole film, Amy Adams. She still is not a good enough Lois Lane. Yeah. I don't dislike her as an actor in general, but I just couldn't buy her as Lois at all. Like, if she were maybe 10 years younger, I'd like her better for the role. Oh, that is just, that's annoying, Tony. Well, it's not so much just just her age, but it does bug me a little bit. And She's not old. No, she's, but she's like 10 years older than Henry Cavill or something. She's 41. Yeah, and he's old. like 30, what, 34? Something like that. But... I think if she was younger, she would have. She wouldn't be going into this movie with as much of like a "I know what I'm doing" thing too. Like when a lot of actresses and actors, when they get older, they kind of like get into a rut, and when they're younger, they kind of like experiment a little bit more. And I think that Amy Adams has been playing the same character in every movie, so she's just the same character she was in American Hustle, but they call her Lois. A couple years ago, but, she was trying a little harder. But don't you think it's because she's not really, like, the most amazing actor? <laughs> that could be that, too. Yeah, I, mean. I think her range is kind of limited. She's not horrible, but no. I just don't think that she's, you know. She's a step up from what I saw in the Muppets film, all right? She was in that? <laughs> she was in the Muppets film, yeah. Hmm. I love that you watched that movie, Sean. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm a big Muppets fan. Aww. <laughs> You know, I, I was devastated when Miss Piggy and uh, 
Kermit the Frog got divorced. Yeah, that was upsetting. Mm, interspecies stuff. I don't know if that really works out in the end. <laughs> Unless, like, when Homer and Marge are going to get divorced, you know, it's just, it just doesn't happen. Well, I still think that she should have been... Uh, casting, actually, in general, is just, like, one of my biggest issues. I and mean, we talked about the Flash being weird, and I still think Lex was a little bit weird, and Lois a little bit weird, but one thing when it comes to acting that is perfect is fucking Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yep. That dude killed it in this movie. And Alfred, too. I loved yeah, that Alfred version of Alfred. Yeah, awesome. And I but, have to say, I was a hater... When he came to Ben Affleck, heads mean Batman, I was like, oh, I can see him as Bruce Wayne because he's douchey enough, but I don't know. I <laughs> With don't the know. Boston accent. <laughs> Clock. See, like, I'm a sucker for accents, though, so, like, that wouldn't even upset me <laughs> if he had a Boston accent throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I'm going to park the bat car over the there. Keys. I love it. Um, but I loved him. In this, like he he was he was so good in it, and it makes me so upset that that meme of him being sad is like <laughs> everywhere now. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that to though. Be sad. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> he looks so beat up, and it's just like I feel bad for him because at the very least, it seems like nobody is complaining about him. Yeah. Nope. Most people are saying that Wonder Woman and Batman are the two best parts of this movie, which I kind of feel bad about Henry Cavill because nobody's saying Superman was good. And he's like, God damn it, man. I'm in this he's movie so too. gorgeous. Like, he doesn't have to be good. Like, come on. I can't disagree. That dude's ridiculously good looking. He really <laughs> yeah, he's is. He's a beautiful man. He really, really is. But I loved Batman in this so much. I mean, the opening scene, I laughed uh, <laughs> because when you have him floating from the Float. bats <laughs> oh god damn. that was just like don't give him floating bat powers <laughs> don't you dare do that and it's good that they wrote it off they were just like you know oh, it was like a, a dream it felt like that was happening and it was like whew alright now I'm just worried about you killing off the wrong Robin and they didn't say it they didn't say Dick Grayson's uh, dead so still holding out hope that Jason Todd's the one that got killed no Jason Todd's the Joker totally not Already, happening I'll be pissed they confirmed it alright <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. He's got the JT tattoo. He just really likes Justin Timberlake. Jason Todd. Also, Bruce Wayne also said how many good guys left and stayed good. So, you know, it's Jason Todd. I'm working under the assumption that Nightwing is in a suicide squad, and he's just Dick Grayson, and Jason Todd's dead, and Barbara Gordon is paralyzed, and uh, maybe Commissioner Gordon kind of uh, retired to help take care of Barbara. That sort of thing. And Tim Drake is Spider-Man. <laughs> Jedi Master Spider-Man. But with Batman, there were so many things to love about this. This was like the best interpretation of Batman, I think, where he seemed more like the comic book version. Because we've had some upgrades. Like, it seems like, well, you can't really say the same when it comes to some of them. But we had Adam West, who was the campy Batman, and he, to an extent, he was somewhat faithful to those comics. Yep. And then you got Michael Ke Keaton, who was a better Batman because he was more faithful. But then you've got Val Kilmer, who I <laughs> I could buy him being Batman more because he's got like he's more classically good looking than Michael Keaton was a little bit better shape. But he was in a terrible movie. 
and George Clooney was just kind of like, "What's up? I'm Bruce." You know? <laughs> What's up? I'm George Clooney. I'm just here for another paycheck. And Christian Bale took it to another level. He starts getting in the whip, but he had his own weird things, like the bat voice with that one. Fuck Christian but Bale. This time around, I don't have anything to complain about when it comes to Ben Affleck. Yeah, I, I have nothing to complain about either. All I can say is, I told you so. Yep. Very few people were on the the Ben Affleck train, and I think it was just us two, right? <laughs> it might have been for a little while there. He was revealed, and we had to do, do the whole reveal trailer for Batman. It was just me and you sticking up for him. Everybody else was like, "Oh, he was a poor Daredevil." We're like, "No, he, he was a poor Daredevil because Daredevil was poorly written." Nervy's mm-hmm. just like, oh, "I don't like fucking Batfleck," and it's like, "Well, give him a chance. Give him a chance." And he ends up proving everybody wrong. So, suck it, nerds. I do love like the opening scene of this movie. Well, uh, well one of the opening scenes because we have one of my favorite parts of the entire film. A lot of people actually complained about it too, though. Was showing uh, Thomas and Martha's death again. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of people are like, "Oh, we've seen this a hundred times. We didn't see it, need to see it again." Well, we've seen it a hundred times, and a lot of people might not have. Like. There's a kid watching this movie that might not have seen a single Batman movie before. It's so also, you gotta show it. Yeah, and it's also so important to... I mean, it, like you said, like people know Batman, whatever. Some people might not be so familiar with the story. It's such a big, important part of what made him fight crime. Mm-hmm. And it was shown in a very cool way this time as well. So I, I don't think he felt old. I, I actually appreciated that sequence a lot. Yeah, I loved the nice little addition with the pearls breaking yes, the, uh, so from the gun. Good. That was awesome. That's like, that's the right type of twist that you add to something. Not the whole like, we'll do this codex and it's a skull that embeds itself into people's body oh, cells. I, like, I forgot what they did though. Like none of that shit. That shit's weird as all hell. But when you go, let's make that you know, a little twist on this. It's like cool. You didn't need to have Joe Til- Joe Chill grab the the pearls. But you still accomplish the same thing, and I loved it too. Another one of my favorite nice little additions was the connection between Batman and Superman having their their mom. Uh, their moms were both named Martha. Mm. That I was just kind of like, "Fuck, nobody's done this before." This is like seventy five years, and nobody's finally done that. <laughs> and that was as soon as they had Thomas say Martha's name at the beginning of the movie. I was just like, "Something's happening with this." And I, it didn't take me. I'm so pissed that I didn't think about it until the end of the movie where they started. They had uh, Martha kidnapped. I was just like, oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, they could be doing the Martha thing. And they, they pulled it off. It was a good way to stop Batman from killing him, too. Like, I love that. But yeah. speaking of him killing, he kills people in this movie. <laughs> does. And, you know, I... I agree with the people that say that that's wrong. Batman shouldn't be killing people. Yeah. I still say you don't actually see him actually kill anybody. Well, some of the kills you can write off. Like the grenade. Yeah, the grenade's uh, well, the best it's example. His fault, all right. No, the that's guy, the, the, the criminal's fault. The guy jumped fault. on the grenade. Mm-hmm. That's suicide. <laughs> yeah, cuz what else is <laughs> It was just like do? a suicidal thug going <laughs> to <laughs> He was like, this is my chance to get into Suicide Squad. There's like, there's that one scene in The Dark Knight Rises where 
Catwoman and Batman are fighting on the rooftop. And if you pay attention to the left side of the screen, one of the guys who doesn't get punched falls down as if he gets punched. Just this this extra was like terrible. And he's like heading towards Batman like, oh, I'm going to punch Batman. Uh, I, I fell backward. <laughs> so maybe it's the same situ- uh, situation. It's like this dude was just kind of like, oh, my God, Batman's here. I need to blow up. <laughs> But yeah, you throw a grenade at Batman, he's going to knock it back. He ain't just going to eat the fucking grenade and be like, well, that was a good run. You got me. But he's not taping it to him and laughing when the guy blows up <laughs> like in Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman Returns. It was a good scene. It was a fun scene. It's totally not Batman, <laughs> but it's fun as hell. <laughs> in fact, that whole movie is weird. Yep. It's like barely a Batman movie. It's more like a political thing. Goddamn it, Burton. But you can write off a lot of the deaths. Like, he's not aiming to, you know, he doesn't have a gun to somebody's head and he's shooting him in the temple. But you start getting a little bit wonky with it where he's dragging a car around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, Bruce knows that that dude's fucking dead. <laughs> and maybe at that point he's going, well, if he's already dead, I might as well have some fun. But, yeah, I, I didn't like that. All that much. But I know that you like the uh, the branding stuff, Caroline. I did. I thought that that was pretty cool. And I feel like... And I agree with you. Like, I don't think that he should be killing people. I get that this was a dark movie. But I feel like the branding already gave that across. Like, that's, like, messed up. You're branding people, like, cattle. And they're going to prison. And <laughs> they have your mark. So they're going to get killed in prison. Like, that's... Yeah. That's intense as it is. That's a good indirect way of killing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, credit to the people that if they put this in the movie to specifically explain the killing, then I think people overlooked this, which was Alfred at one point says new rules. And Bruce goes like, no, nope, same as before. And I think that they threw that in there to make sure that people knew, no, nope, I'm still not killing people except Superman. And I just happened to have terrible aim and blow up the car that has somebody in it instead of, you know. But then again, Batman's done that kind of stuff in the comics before. He's hanged people and said that's the better option to just, no, don't got to worry about that guy anymore. And he used to use a gun a little bit in the old comics. He used a gun against Darkseid. So a lot of people were upset about the shots ahead of time of him with the gun like, he, he's got, like, that rifle and whatever, and we got to see that, you know, pretty much every shot of this movie where he had a gun, it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. First time it was a tracker, second time it was the gas grenade gun. That stuff is good. Shows that Batman, he prepares, you know, he's the right type of Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gadgets were awesome. I love the new, uh, the Batarangs, they look like they're sharper than even the Christopher Nolan ones. I love the the Batmobile's awesome, just plowing through shit. <laughs> Anything is better than the fucking tumbler. This was sort of like if you made the tumbler sleeker, so I liked it more. And the Batplane, like or the Batwing, whatever they're going to call it in this universe, better than. Did they actually have a name for the Nolan one? I think it was just the Bat, wasn't it? I think they called it Batwing. That was just clunky as all hell. It was more of a helicopter than anything. But 
I like the look of that. Like that looked real sleek and I mean just just Batman was fucking awesome. Yeah, it really was. I love the bat suits and all that stuff. Yeah, the suits were the best version. Yeah. And I like the voice modulator too. That was Yeah, cool. thank you for that. Because like the whole like I'm just gonna change my voice slightly. It was just so dumb. Right. And at least he's not growling this time. If he would have been like, I don't like Superman, then would have been like, oh, fuck, we're doing this again. <laughs> There's only one scene in the entire Nolan film where that works, and that's the swear to me scene. Everything else is just like, huh? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what that feels like. And it's like, dude, nobody's on the fucking roof. What are you talking about? <laughs> I liked uh, some of the cameos that we had here. We had, I liked actually the Wallace Keefe character a little bit. That was kind of interesting. I liked, uh, we talked about Mercy a little bit. She was hot. <laughs> she needs to eat. She needs to eat. Jesus Christ. Uh, I liked the addition of KG Beast. Still pissed about one thing, though. Apparently, Jimmy Olsen is the one that they killed in the beginning. Huh. So that annoys me. Like, Zack Snyder said in an interview, he said, that character was Jimmy Olsen, and we figured we'd kill him off because people would, wouldn't expect Jimmy Olsen to die and wouldn't that be interesting? And it's like, no. You still had Jenny Jerwich in the movie, and you say you don't have room for Jimmy Olsen? Just admit that you wanted to have Jenny Olsen, and you decided to, to backtrack at the last minute. Which I would have been fine with or whatever, but you don't kill Jimmy Olsen like that. You either just don't have him a part of the movie, or you throw like a reference out there that he still exists, or something. I don't know, whatever the case may be, but... They well, edited that black. scene out. I'm, I'm so, Supergirl. Is that still like any better Supergirl? Uh, I still have not watched episode two. It's improved. It's improved. This week is the Flash and Supergirl crossover. So, it's so gonna be like uh, our all star team of Flash and Supergirl and good old James Olsen. Pretty much, because the Marshall Manhunt has left. Who's the name of the other dude on the show? The, the like, beta best friend? Oh, uh, Wesley Shot. Oh, that's... He's Toy Man? Uh, he's Toy Man's son, yeah. Huh. Spoiler alert. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Should have had him be a little doll instead. <laughs> His name is Wesley Jr. Shot. Winslow Shot? Yeah. Hmm. There's a character we're never seeing in these movies. We're never getting Toy Man in fucking Justice League. That's a little shame, though. We should get Toy Man in Gotham. That'd be interesting. Uh, I liked Perry White better this time around. Sean, you uh, are in the same boat for that, right? Yep. Good input. I like this attitude towards Clark. Yeah. Like, the argumentative side. Like, you're doing this, and if you don't do this shit, then... Then fuck you, you know buddy. the fucking door is. And the fact that he told Lois to fly coach. Yeah, that was a good scene. That She's was like, like classic uh, Perry and Lois. He's like, no, you're flying coach. She's like, oh, come on, economy class. And he's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And all, you know, as much as they could say, because they wanted to keep this PG-13. We did get the uh, the oh shit line, though. Yeah. Yep. 
And I, a lot of people, I've heard them go, oh, that's stupid. Batman wouldn't say that. Yeah, he would. Why Batman's not? in the comics all the fucking time. Yeah. He's the goddamn Batman. Why wouldn't he say it was shit? And it's like, he thinks he's going to die at that moment. It's just going, ah, oh, shit. Exactly. Like, I don't think I would buy Superman saying that, but Batman totally. Oh, yeah. Superman would be like, oh, golly gee. Oh, golly gee. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hamburgers. <laughs> Maybe not this Superman. This Superman would be like, ah, oh, man, this is just one of those days where you want to snack people's necks. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people uh, divisive about this movie, and I, I really don't get it. Like, the editing could be better, and we... You know, Flash could look a hell of a lot better. They could have had a couple more scenes. And we do get a three-hour or so director's cut that's going to be coming out soon. So that's going to explain a lot of other things. And Hopefully. And, like, that'll have that, that football scene. And maybe it'll say something more about why the Flash doesn't own a razor. Or <gasps> why, like, uh, Doomsday could become Doomsday from the blood of Lex Luthor. But... They sort of, they mentioned it a little bit. They talked about the, the birthing chamber and all that. I, I kind of like this version of Doomsday a little bit, too. But the movie's made $170 million this weekend. Hell of a lot of money. It made $254 million for the foreign. So, it's just shy. It's uh, $424.1 million for worldwide gross right now. Wow. At the very, very least... This movie's going to make enough money where they're going to be okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if Zack Snyder doesn't keep working on the movies. Uh, I think they want Zack Snyder to, to at least like, do Justice League and maybe the next sequel. You know what I could see happening? Where he he does Justice League and they wait until the response from Justice League happens to say whether or not he's going to do Justice League Part 2. And if it's not as good as they were hoping, that he does the Joss Whedon where he goes, yeah, I'm just burnt out. And, mm. you know, I put my own stamp on it and I'll, I'll stay on as an executive producer, but it's time for somebody else to get in. Right. And depending on how good Suicide Squad does, it could be David Ayer that replaces him. Or Patty Jenkins, because now there's actually a lot of people saying that Wonder Woman's looking pretty good. Which I'd never thought I'd be saying that. Like, oh man, I'm so excited for this Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> I'll go Aww. see it. Probably. I am. I am excited. I'm gonna watch it. First I'll be there opening night. Yeah. But you tell me, ten years ago, that in 2016 I'd be going. Wonder Woman's one of the movies that I'm the most excited about. I can't wait to see that woman from Forrest Gump be. Uh, <laughs> in the movie and whatever like then I'd be like what are you, are you fucking talking about and why is Ben Affleck fucking Batman <laughs> and Jesse Eisenberg the dude from Zombieland but I think that overall this movie is getting pissed on a hell of a lot more than it should agreed and maybe these people are drinking grandma sweet peach tea and that's the issue I don't know but in the grand scheme of things, if you had to say what your your favorite moment, your least favorite moment of the movie is, what would you say, Caroline? Hmm. I think that one of my favorite moments is definitely when he's in the Batcave and he's looking at uh, the Batsuits and we see the Batsuit with the Joker's message on it. 
I thought that was really cute. I liked that a lot. It was like, oh, I'm so glad that they're mentioning Joker. They mentioned jo the Joker twice in the movie, which I, I was really happy about. Um, kind of annoyed there's no cameo, though. They should have yeah. shown Jason Todd get killed. Yeah, something, right? I agree. But then again, it might have been like too much because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If they mentioned him. I'm happy. Um, that was one of my favorite parts. Definitely loved when Wonder Woman was revealed too, just because of the audience reaction. Like that made me really happy. My least favorite part, probably when Lois gets trapped in the water after she tries to recover the spear and then stuff mm. falls and she's just like so helpless and she's like and it just upset me because Superman had to stop fighting to go save her ass and if I was him I would be so aggravated I'm like I'm trying to fight a freaking war here <laughs> and you're being a dumbass and you're trying to do stupid stuff that we don't need you to do just calm down stay in your lane don't move Go to the, your corner, like something, like like I would have smacked her. I was oh, she's so annoying. He's just like I'm here to be Superman, not to babysit. Yeah, exactly. Like that frustrated me a lot. It's like oh, of course that dumb bitch is gonna get trapped. <laughs> hey Lois, are you done drowning? Can I go back to saving the world? <laughs> oh no. Okay. Oh good. Are you gonna stay? Okay, great. Oh, See you want to take now. a bath again, huh? <laughs> Yeah, that I I will agree that people that hate that scene, that was a little unnecessary for her to start getting all messed up again. Because it's like, well, Lois is kind of the quintessential damsel in distress in a lot of ways. But over the years, they've made her less of that, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of a shame to see her go back to that. Like, Lo I liked Lois better in this movie than Man of Steel. Oh, I don't know, because I fell asleep in Man of Steel, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what do you think? Uh, best, least favorite moments of the movie? Uh, best moment for me was when Batman was actually versing Superman. And that, the, when the kryptonite gas wore off and Superman's powers come back and Batman realized, oh shit. That should have been did. another oh shit moment. <laughs> gonna have to use another gas canister. And he did. That was pretty sweet. And then he started swinging around the fucking empty port which they emphasized a lot that it was abandoned because you know healers hated the last one quicksilver made sure everybody left uh, my least favorite part of this film was the scene with jonathan kent hmm. for, for oh. me for me it was unnecessary it, it just didn't need to be there and the fact that it was on top of a, of a snowy mountain Again, pissed me off because I want to see the fucking goddamn Fortress of fucking Solitude. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. It could have taken place in the Fortress of Solitude. He could have found like a, a chamber under an uh, an iceberg or something, and could have just kind of been sitting there meditating and thought about that instead. There was also a scene where where Superman was dragging a ship. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that the same scene? And I was no, like, no, no. He's like saving the world. I was like, what the fuck is this about? Oh, that's right. It was part of that montage where yeah. he, he saves the people from the, the Day of the Dead, which totally was fucking Zack Snyder. That has to be him because he likes skulls so much. And he's just oh. like, Day of the Dead, fucking skulls. Awesome. 
I do have to say I didn't appreciate where he, when he was save, he was gonna save the family from the roof and there's like water everywhere. I was happy that the dog was okay. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I actually specifically saw the dog and I was just like, ah, oh, cool, the dog's good. Yes. <laughs> but Superman was kind of a dick in that scene. He's just floating over and they're like, yeah, the lady can you help? Like, <laughs> trying to reach for him and he's just like floating. My WTF moment was when Doomsday actually killed Superman. I was like, I wasn't expecting it. I was like, damn, they killed off my favorite fucking superhero. I'm so but glad they killed him. Not really dead. No, they had that little scene at the end where the chess piece moves. Yeah. And, again, another WTF moment is when Spider-Man turns up. (laughs) (laughs) I was totally not expecting that. It's always good, right? Where Batman and Superman are fighting, and he's just like, you gotta save Martha. And he's like, who what, who are you talking about? And uh, Spider-Man just goes, hey, everyone. I think that uh, you make sense when you say that the Jonathan Kent scene wasn't necessary. That They could have cut that, but I kind of appreciated it a little bit, too, because he wasn't a dick this time. Like, last time he's telling him that he should just let people die, and this time he's going, you know, sometimes you try to help everybody, and it it might not work out. And I like the story, too, of the um, the flood happening, and that he was focused on saving their own farm, and he ended up fucking Lana Lang's farm up. I like that. I thought that was a nice little touch, but... Could have been maybe a, a little bit of a rewrite. Maybe incorporate that into a different scene. Maybe even like um, have that as like the hallucination when he had gotten blown up in space, where he's like half dead. Yeah. Like that he's sort of in the afterlife. That would have been kind of interesting. I think. Yeah, that would have been better actually. I'm so glad that they killed Superman though. They had the funeral of Superman. I heard people crying in the movie theater. Oh, my God. One person, a couple rows behind me, were like, do you think he's really dead? <laughs> it wasn't a little kid or something. It was clearly an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I love it even more. <laughs> uh, I got to say, my my favorite movie, uh, favorite movie, it's Terminator 2, but different topic. <laughs> my favorite part of the film is probably that uh, the Pearl scene. It's just a nice little touch that I loved, and uh, you know I'm biased towards Batman. Batman's always going to be my favorite. Yes. So if you add a nice little element like that to the mix, I'm going to appreciate it. And now, the next ten times I see Martha and Thomas get shot, I'm going to be like, damn, that other scene was so much better. <laughs> Zack Snyder, you ruined it for me by making it better. My least favorite part of the movie, though, it's just got to be that that Flash cameo. With Aww. just the way that he looks, like the, I love the time stream angle, and I love the idea that Flash is in this, and I'm pissed that Green Lantern isn't because fuck you, Green Lantern should be in this movie. But Ezra Miller, just oh, man, I still have hopes that maybe it was just like a bizarre camera angle, like maybe he was having a bad day, like something was off. Because he's... a bunch of Chinese food, he was uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> They need to shave that face, though. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is maybe they gave him the beer because they thought that he would look too young without it. Maybe, And if that's what they're worried about, then why did you cast a 40-something-year-old as Lois Lane and a 22-year-old as uh, Flash? Cast a 30-year-old, if you want that to be the case. Mm. But, I don't know. Uh, Grand scheme of things, though, hit or miss... 
Caroline, what do you say? What's Batman v Superman? I would say it's a hit. I don't see why people are hating on it so badly. Um, as I said, has its flaws, not perfect. Editing could have been a lot better, but it's a fun movie. Like I had a good time when I was watching it. At the end of the day, that's what really matters. John, what about you? Hit or miss? Oh, definitely hit. This is probably my favorite superhero film. It's overtaken the Incredible Hulk, well, Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk, for my number one. I loved every moment of this film, and I'm going to see it again in 3D this weekend, so. I want to see what the IMAX version is. I've seen the IMAX version. It's pretty good. Just extra, like, background stuff? Nothing different? Nothing different, no. Hmm. Be like, ah, cool, there's an extra road sign. (laughs) (laughs) I can't complain. I did that with Star Wars. It's just like, there's another ship at the top of it. I got to see that version of this. Oh, God. (laughs) Which, um, I got to say, this is a movie that's a hit, too. I I don't understand why it's getting so much heat. And I I can get why some people don't love it. And there are flaws with the movie. I'm not going to defend it and say that it's perfect by any means. I'm still worried about some of the stuff. I still think it's stupid that Cyborg is in this, not Martian Manhunter. I still think that it's dumb that there's no Green Lantern. I still think that they could have tightened up the pacing in certain areas and Batman shouldn't be killing people. And, you know, there's one rewrite could have maybe fixed some of the issues with this movie, but I don't see why people are going so apeshit over it. Like, I think this is the type of movie in a couple months when Suicide Squad comes out, people are going to like this movie better. And if not, well, then that sucks. But you got Marvel Civil War, and that'll kick ass. So don't worry about anything else when it comes to that. But that's it, I guess, for our review point. Uh, One last thing for us to do, basically, is just to talk about some things we want you guys to follow, check out that we got coming up in the future. So, Caroline, what do you want to throw out there for promotional stuff? Well, everybody should always check out Finboys Anonymous. A lot of cool stuff happening right there. Uh, check out my website as well, creepycaroline.bigcartel.com. And follow me on Instagram, creepy underscore Caroline. And Sean? Uh, just just YouTube search Premier Pals, all one word. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Unless you want my MySpace, which is myspace.com forward slash happy pope. Just in case you're that one of those three people that still use MySpace. Mm-hmm. You could send him a friend request and he can have, what, four friends on there now? Four oh, friends, yeah. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all removed their MySpace account, man. It's one, one band and uh, one other person, right? <laughs> third, yeah. I'm going to reconnect with her, actually. I'm going to see if she's on Facebook. I got her email address, so... <laughs> <laughs> Best pickup line of 2016. Hey, found you on MySpace. (laughs) Uh, For my promotional side of things, um, obviously, I just got to make sure that everybody follows Fanboys Anonymous on all the other different social media platforms. If you're on Facebook, give us a like for that page. If you're on Twitter, follow us there. If you're listening to us on iTunes, then leave a positive review because that actually helps quite a bit if we end up getting people that say, you know, check out these different podcasts and, you know, these guys do a good job. 
Uh, if you're on YouTube and you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do that. Make sure you give us a thumbs up for this video if you enjoyed it to make sure that we know that you guys enjoy this type of content so we can keep bringing it uh, more of that kind of stuff to you in the future. And we do have more stuff coming your way. I'm hoping to get a little bit of a change when it comes to the fanboys content. I want to have a little bit more commentaries for you guys to be able to listen along with and maybe even watch along with. Maybe do something with like Google Hangouts or YouTube Live where we kind of actually have a little box in the corner of the movie and you guys can follow along and we can do like a, a live chat with that. And we can do that with all sorts of different things. We've got the Batman and Superman movies that we can do. We've got Star Wars is coming out. So The Force Awakens is a good movie that we could do with that. And we've got all sorts of different movies like the, the Ninja Turtles movies are coming out. Uh, well, the one of them is coming out, but we can go back and revisit those. And we got... Marvel films and X-Men movies and whatever. So if you guys follow these superhero things and you're interested in that, let us know in the comments below. And also let us know what you thought of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, whether you loved it or you hated it. Love to hear your opinions either way. If you disagree or agree with us, just let us know. And uh, that's it, I guess, for episode number 27. So thank you all for listening, everybody. See you next time. Geeks out.